Welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today's episode's going to be a little different, partially because I think this guest may have the coolest branding of anyone I've interviewed so far, don't tell my previous guests, and because we're going to talk about a way that you may be able to escape that rat race. So if you're listening, and one of your reasons for listening is that you're looking for ideas of what do you do to break out of corporate America or whatever job you're in, you're looking for maybe some inspiration, you're definitely going to want to pay close attention to my guest today. Let me introduce you to Tom Nardone. Tom, thanks so much for being on. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And you are known as the millionaire mailman. Yeah. Is that diametrically opposed or what? <laughs> you know, it definitely got my attention. Yeah. I, yeah. I had to uh, ask, what exactly does that mean? And I know you've got an interesting take on what it was like when you started out working for the post office. It wasn't your favorite thing in the world. That's correct. It's, you know, I started at a young age. Uh, my story is I started as a mailman working for the Postal Service here in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and um, met my wife at the post office. And we, you know, like a lot of people are looking for a way to kind of get out of the rat race, having these two blue collar jobs. And I found real estate and I used my job as a propellant, you can say, to or a catalyst to help me get to my goals. So uh, it's it was really cool the way it worked. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned that the, the security entrapment uh, of a job kind of felt like a jail sentence to you that you were trapped and your income was limited. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm sure you have people in your listening audience that, you know, if, if they're doing a 40-hour week grind like I was when I was younger, you know, they're, they – probably have had those days come into their life where they ask themselves, you know, is this career decision, is it really my highest calling in life? You know, is, is there a better lifestyle out there for me if, if I'm mainly just willing to get uncomfortable and get outside of myself to where it's a little scary out there and just try something different? So that, that's pretty much what drove me to step out on faith and, and do just that. That's, that's awesome because I know people can identify with that feeling of, is this really all there is? Isn't there something more that I can do, that I can get out there and, and have fun with what we do for work and, and actually enjoy yeah. it? And, you know, one of the things I thought was cool when you shared your story with me was how you actually got started. So you're a mailman, you're going down the same route every day and walk us through what happened there. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I knew I, I, I needed a way to get out of the rat race. And uh, I'm sorry, let me, <laughs> I apologize. It always helps to mute your phone when you get on a show, right? Okay. <laughs> no, so, no I real life. <laughs> my, my wife and I, we knew we wanted to get out of the rat race. And, you know, we had actually tried several different like multi-level marketing companies. And, you know, each one of them had great products and, and mm-hmm. probably a good marketing plan, but we just couldn't get it to work for us. So I was lucky being in South Florida back in the 80s. I'm not too far from Orlando, close to Miami. And we used to get in the 80s a lot of these no-money-down seminars that would kind of blow through town. 
And I was lucky that a couple of the mentors I started with, they were real guys and they were Floridians and they kind of took me under their wing and they helped me recognize that, wow, Tom, you're a mailman. Like, you know, we're, we're talking about buying rundown, you know, fixer upper houses here. So all day long, you're either driving around or walking around in these neighborhoods and you would get to see these deals before anybody else could. So you'll have like an unfair advantage over your competition. So, you know, I used my daytime job and I, and I was getting paid for it. So I'm like out there. And, and by the way, uh, Michelle, you know, to, to deliver the mail, you know, it's, it's not that hard of a job. It's like you can train a chimpanzee to do it <laughs> after a while. Okay. You're, you're doing the same thing every day, really dogmatic, you know. So literally, you're reading the addresses, you're delivering the mail, but you're thinking about other things all day long. So, you know, I was able to think, oh, wow, there's a house. That would be a good one to buy. And that's, that's kind of how it all started for me. Yeah. So you started buying the houses that were on your mail routes. Yeah, I was looking for the rundown, vacant, you know, abandoned houses. And, and back in the 80s, uh, you probably remember, well, you, you look a little younger than me. I'm 58. I, I, won't, I never ask a woman how old she is. But uh, in, back in 1985, just to I, refresh. I was alive in the 80s. You were alive in the 80s. Okay, okay. Well, for, for your listening audience, in 1985, when I bought my first rental house, we did not have internet. <laughs> we did not have actually, I didn't know anybody with a PC or a computer. And uh, I don't think I knew anybody with a cell phone either, <laughs> you know. Uh, actually, the cell phones, there were a few, and they came in a suitcase and took like a car battery that you had to carry around with you to, uh, to power that thing. <laughs> but um, so those were the old days. Those were the beginnings. But I say that to say that, you know, technology was pretty primitive back then. But, you know, the things that I manually did, just driving around neighborhoods and seeing opportunity and talking to people, um, we're almost finding out today that those essentials are of communication never go away. <laughs> With all the technology we have, you still have to talk to people. You still have to build relationships. And that's what I was able to do with all the properties I bought. Mm-hmm. You started out in about 85, and since then, you bought and sold how many properties? It was about 250 properties, and we, uh, we just finished uh, doing a fix and flip. We just put it up for sale the other day. In fact, we got an open house going on tomorrow morning and Sunday, and uh, on Monday, we're closing on another deal over in Port Charlotte on the west coast of Florida, so... One thing the Internet has done is it's made the world a lot smaller place because, you know, you could just jump online now with Google Maps and I could see a house in any state pretty much on any street. I can, you know, fly around it like a bird would if you know the right websites to go to and get the satellite photos. It's, it's really amazing uh, what you could do today that you couldn't do just, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. That is so cool. So I just had to make sure the 250 plus wasn't a typo. That is a crazy number of properties yeah. to buy and sell. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a good business. what's your favorite thing about what you do? The favorite thing is, is the residual income. Um, you know, uh, probably a lot of your, your 
listening audience is familiar with maybe, you know, the HGTV shows that are so popular today of people finding a rundown house, fixing it up, making it all pretty, picking the coloring and uh, staging it right and selling, getting a big fat check. That's all wonderful. But the best thing that, and the thing that a lot of those shows don't glamorize is, is um, fixing and flipping. That's just kind of like running on a treadmill to a degree. The real place you want to be is if you just get like 10 rental properties paid for free and clear, then you just collect the rent every month. And you'll have a lifestyle better than most Americans will ever build for themselves. I wondered where you were going when you said residual income, because my mind went exactly where you said to the whole, you know, buy it, fix it up, sell it. I'm thinking, how do you get But that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, well, the money we make from our buy and sells, we use those to pay off some of the mortgages uh-huh. on the buy and holds. And so, so this way, there's an end to this game. You know, you're not just running yourself ragged your whole life and then falling into your grave, <laughs> worn out. You know, and uh, I don't mind being productive up until the day I, I, you know, I do see that grave. But, uh, you know, between now and then, I want to serve as many people as I can. And I also want to, you know, build a legacy of income that will carry on even after I'm gone for my future family in the future. Yeah. I love that. So I know one thing that you talk about is is this concept of a freedom number, and that's something that you know you figured out as you were transitioning into real estate. So let's talk about that for a minute. What does freedom number mean? That's a very good question. You know, being at the post office, you know, my wife and I, we found that, you know, it just takes so much to live. You know, it just takes um, you know, the probably the average citizen who wants to be a homeowner has maybe a $2,000 a month house payment. You stack on, you know, your car payments and your life insurance and your property tax and, and just medical bills and the cost of groceries and raising children and doctor bills and, uh, you know, kids education. I mean, how, gosh, it's stacking up higher than I ever really imagined. It does for most Americans. And they're going to wonder, you know, gosh, unless you made some really smart career decision, which, you know, I never made. I never went, went to college. You know, uh, I just kind of learned from guys who figured out real estate investing on their own. They weren't formally schooled. So unless you're a professional that, you know, is maybe a doctor or a surgeon or a lawyer and you can draw an income like that to maybe help get ahead of the rat race, it's uh, it's challenging. So. So to get to that freedom number, it's simply a matter of, you know, figuring out what is your overhead? You know, what does it cost to maintain your home, pay the utilities, pay for groceries, doctor bills, transportation? For a lot of people, they could do that with like maybe six or $7,000 a month. Realistically, I, I mean, unless you live in New York City or Los Angeles, but, you know, if you live in the outskirts, I, I live in Florida, I'm only 20 minutes from the beach and 10 minutes from the Everglades. But um, it, even here in the Fort Lauderdale area, you, you can live well. If, as long as you have no debt, you can live very comfortably on five or $6,000 a month, which is only, you know, dollars $70,000 $70, a year. And, and that's a mailman's paycheck, right? So the freedom number is just how many houses do you have to have free and clear to replace that income? Because once those, cool. so, yeah, so 
freedom number is, you know, all of your expenses added up so you know what it's going to take for you to get off the hamster wheel. Exactly. Exactly. So just so people have some idea, like, scope-wise, what that means when it comes to real estate investing, if somebody wanted to make, you know, six, seven k a month, and, and I know this varies a lot by market, but what's, like, an average number of properties someone would need to, to manage for that? Uh, you know, depending on where you live, you know, Florida is a very diverse state. It's like, you know, here down in Miami, probably on South Beach or along the beach, you know, it could be rather expensive to live. And a house within uh, 10 blocks of the beach these days rents for, I'd say, sixteen to $1,700 a month for one house. So, and if I had to put you know, maybe a dollar value on that house, it might be about a $250,000 house rents for about that. So, you know, if you lived in maybe uh, one of these little hick towns in Florida, the numbers might be half, like it would be in a lot of southern states or, or even northern states for that matter. But, you know, just understanding, okay, so if it took seven or eight houses to get to your freedom number, but because you live in an area where the rents aren't that high, it might take double that. Okay, so you make it 15. You know, it's not really that many properties to manage. It's, it's, it might sound like a lot, but I, I know people that own literally, you know, 100, 200, 300 units. And to, to manage 15 with a little bit of specialized knowledge is really not that hard. Okay, okay. So if, if we're looking at this as, as a potential opportunity for someone what are the skills or the characteristics that somebody would need to have to actually jump into this and succeed? So if somebody's listening and thinking, well, Tom, that sounds great, but I don't know if I'm qualified or ready for this, what advice would you give somebody? The advice I would give them is there, there's just a little bit of specialized knowledge. Mm-hmm. You can just forget about the licensing part. You really don't need a license to do this. That's the good oh. news. Okay. So you can start out by just simply wholesaling houses. And when I say wholesaling houses, it means that you're not even going to go through the burden of closing on it and then doing a whole rehab on the house. Mm-hmm. You're just going to find the, the motivated seller. You're going to find a house that you can buy below the market, and then you're going to just sell that contract to buy it to somebody else for a fee. And you can make a very good income doing that. I and, did not even know that existed yeah. as an option. Yeah, it certainly does. We refer to that as wholesaling in the business. Which brings us to why it's so important to have a mentor or somebody to help you with this kind of thing who understands the process and the potential of it and can help you think bigger about what's possible. Sure, sure. And everywhere I go, Michelle, you know, there's um, you know, there's people that are, you know, on a household level wondering where's their next thousand or three thousand dollars going to come from, or they have a medical expense that, God forbid, costs ten thousand dollars. Like that's a huge sum of money. Those people need to understand they're just one flip away. You know, they're, they're just a flip away from putting that kind of a check in their bank account. They just need a sp- little bit of specialized knowledge to know what to do. And anybody can do this. Hey, I'm a mailman. I'm no big deal. I mean, not like I said, not formally educated. I'm just a guy who had a desire to get ahead and build a better lifestyle for myself. And now I coach and mentor and teach and train others to do the same. That is fantastic. Speaking of, of the teaching and training people, I know you've got a book. It's called Secrets of the, of the Real Estate Millionaires. 
And uh, I'll put a link. So, guys, if you're listening, watching, wherever you're at, there'll be a link somewhere near uh, to Tom's book so you can check that out and find out a little bit more about it. But uh, you've, you've written the book. You've been featured uh, on places like Good Morning America and CNBC yeah. and all, yeah. all these really cool shows. I know your media sheet, your media page is, is amazing. Um, what did you do to get those opportunities to be able to get your message out there? You know, that was being on Good Morning America twice. That was just being in the right place at the right time. Okay. And what I used to do was um, back in the day when I still worked at the post office, I, by the way, I'd worked there for a total of 16 years. So I started when I was 19, and I left when I was 35. That was when I quit. But what I used to do was I used to, you know, keep a little notepad with me during the day as I would be out on my mail route, and I'd see a bunch of rundown vacant houses. Each day I'd have four or five of them. So we used to start really early in the morning, like 5 a.m., which meant we punched out for the day at like 2.30. So I still had a couple hours of business hours left that I could rush down to the courthouse before they closed at 5, and I could get in there, and I could take those addresses I've been writing down all day and search and try to figure out through the public records where the owners went. So... One day I'm sitting there in my mailman uniform going through the courthouse records, and the courthouse where we live in Fort Lauderdale is a big, you know, bolstering place. There's all kinds of media. Every time there's a big court case that's national news, you know, there's media crews running in and out. And this guy sits down next to me wearing a whole camera-like outfit, you know, and he's got a camera on his lap, and he and he said, I see you in your mailman uniform searching the courthouse records. Why are you doing that? aren't you supposed to be at the post office? And I said, well, let me explain. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to quit my job one day and I want to, you know, buy houses. So I come down here with vacant house addresses and I research where these people went to. And I try to find out about, you know, the houses and in foreclosure and stuff. He goes, wow, that's a really interesting story. I'm a cameraman for uh, Good Morning America. Would you like to be on our show? And I said, well, yeah, sure, why not? So, right, uh, Who says no to that question? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that, I was just in the right place at the right time. So they sent the whole film crew even out to my house, and they filmed everything. So it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. That is awesome. So what advice would you give somebody who's thinking about taking a closer look at this? What would be the first step somebody should take? Great question again. Uh, first steps you should take is, you know, just decide what your cash flow needs are today. You know, if you make a good income already and you're just looking to build a residual income, then, uh, you know, we would have you focus in a different spot. Uh, most people today typically say that, you know, no, I need cash today. You know, if I had an extra $2,000 this month, man, would that change the game. It would take a lot of pressure off at home. Well, all they need to do is really, uh, with the right places to look, to market, because, you know, it's about marketing and knowing who to market to, just with simple postcard campaign, knowing the right targeted list to send it out to that, you know, you buy houses, and you don't have to have $100,000 cash in the bank to be able to buy their house. You just need to know, you know, private lending connections that you can make that'll loan you the money when you find a good deal. So you can use private lenders without having to jump through all the hoops that a bank would put you through. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, for anybody listening who is interested in learning more about this, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? 
Well, I, I wrote a book just about this, Michelle, for your listeners and people who've always thought that, you know, house flipping just sounded like a really intriguing, fun thing to do. And I'll tell you, it, it is fun and it is very rewarding. So uh, I wrote a book that's called, you know, How to Get to Your First $10,000 Check in 90 Days or Less by Flipping Your First first House. So uh, if they'd like a copy of that ebook, I wrote that for your listening audience there. It's very simple to get this. They just have to text, and that is text with your phone, the word mailman to 31996. That's called a short text code, okay? 31996 is the text number. Just text the word mailman to that, and they'll immediately get a response back, and it's going to ask them to opt in to get their free ebook, and it'll just take you from there. Very simple to do. Awesome. Don't do it while you're driving. <laughs> Don't no. text and drive. Don't do it when you get to a red light or stop for gas. I will put that detail in the show notes, guys, so wherever you're listening to this, you can uh, scroll down. And as soon as you stop, send that text message, 31996 is the number. Text Correct. the word mailman. And you can find out more about Tom at his website, millionairemailman.com. Uh, you'll also find there's some testimonials there. You can see people who've tried this, who've made it work. Tom's also got a podcast. you want to share about that for a minute? Yeah, the podcast is still in the startup phase. We have a few shows in the can, so we're, we're, we're right out there with you, Michelle. Well, we're going to be there soon. <laughs> we're just right. and, and building up the launch. Real yeah. Deals. I, I like that title. Yeah. Yes. Real Deals what? Real Estate Podcast. Very cool. Well, I so appreciate you taking some time to come on and <laughs> share your story of how you went from mailman at the post office to millionaire real estate investor. That is a great example of proving that if you're motivated and, you know, a job can be your motivation, you really can't make anything happen. Thanks, Michelle. That's, that's true. What you said is absolutely true. Just have to feel it in your heart and, and just be clear about where you want to go and you can get there. Awesome. All right, guys, again, you can connect with Tom at MillionaireMailman.com. Make sure you grab a copy of that ebook. Again, all you got to do is text the word mailman to 31996, and it'll magically send you that ebook over. Yep. Thanks again, Tom. You're welcome, Michelle. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. And please listen, subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening and join me for the next episode.